0: Love
1: Talk Radio. We live! We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one with LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary.
2: What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? You are tuned into another edition of Page One with Lavar and Mary on this Friday night, February 17th. No, wait, what is it? Is it the 17th? Yes. Thank you.
3: It is the
2: 17th. Thank you. Uh, You know, here's the thing you get ready for a show, and the last thing that you forget to remember is the date. But it's the 17th, uh, the 18th in some spots. That's why I was thinking ahead. Uh, But it is. Michael Jordan's 60th birthday today. 60 Yeah. Um, when did that happen? I, I know. <laughs> Good lord, man! Um, that, it it it's a part of what makes you feel old when your sports heroes start to get older, or they you know start to gray and they don't look as I mean, he still looks athletic as he used to, but not that much. But I mean, he's he still like he looks like he could go. If you put him on a basketball court, he's gonna shoot some hoops and be lights out for his age. But it makes you feel old. Uh, uh, by the way, um, hey, boy. if I'm
3: I'm looking at the way Michael Jordan is at sixty, and then I'm doing something right. I'm, I'm right. just saying He's still right. he still got the athletic build of that. He still seems very fit.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I said, if it were me and him playing a one-on-one game of basketball, he would win. He would probably, like if it was 21, he would probably win 21 to like maybe two, because I'd probably, he'd probably take a water break while I attempt to get a shot off, and then he'll come back, and, <laughs> and pretty much he'll win the rest of the way. Um, but yeah, um, but no, it does make me feel a little bit old. So, no, happy birthday to MJ. Um, we've got a lot to discuss tonight. Uh, we have, uh, if time permits us, because I know I've been teasing a couple of things for the last few weeks. So later tonight, uh, we will have, uh, after dark, uh, we got a few topics to discuss in that, and then it is the return of yay or nay. Uh, For those of you who haven't heard it before or are new, yay or nay is where we'll go through a few stories. I haven't told Mary uh, what the stories are, uh, so she will find out when you find out, and whether she likes it or not. And then uh, we will take a look at what is trending. We'll also have the almanac. And then uh, tonight, Retro Moments of the Week, and I do believe... um, I have what is perhaps post-Super Bowl, in my opinion, a horrible take uh, from a surprising source. Uh, we'll talk about that in the second half hour of tonight's show. Uh, but no, uh, this past week uh, was the Super Bowl. Uh, three, four hours uh, here in the States. uh about four hours of music and football and for what the close of it was, if you are a football purist, I want to say, you understood what happened in those last couple of minutes. A lot of people thought it was kind of an anticlimactic type of close or was wondering why it closed that way, but there's a reason for it. But did you watch the Super Bowl? And if you did, what did you think about it? I
3: watched some of the Super Bowl, not all of it. Um, I thought it was okay. I, it was hard for me to get into the Super Bowl because my team's not in it, nor is my rival team in it. Nor are there anybody that I really want to watch in it. Like,
0: yeah, it was kind of me.
3: I enjoyed some of the commercials. I thought some (laughs) of the commercials were a little weird. (laughs) That's really why I watch it when my team's not in it. So, (laughs) what did you think of it?
2: I thought it was. Here's the thing. It played out the way that quite a few people thought it was going to play out. When you have the two top teams in their conferences for the year playing, it's going to play out the way it did. But if you are not really a football purist, the last couple of minutes were kind of what I would call confusing because a lot of people would say, well, why didn't they go for the touchdown, meaning Kansas City, and why did the player slide before he got to the end zone? Um, it was a clock management, I guess is the best way to explain it, a clock management decision, and kind of, in that instance, what some people would say was the right thing to do. Because if they had scored the touchdown, Philadelphia would have had a lot of time on the clock, could have come back down, could have scored a touchdown themselves, and possibly have gone for either the two-point conversion to win, or it could have gone over time if they had kicked the extra point and made it. So, you know, by the time the last couple of plays happened, you knew that it was a long shot for the Eagles to win. And so it was kind of like, and there you have it. But a lot of the controversy stemmed before the game. It almost led me to do a Commentary tonight, which at the last moment I decided against, um, especially with, quote, the controversy surrounding Lift Every Voice and Sing or Rihanna's performance, because here's the thing. This is the most wonderful thing about a television. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. Those performances before the game are about three minutes in length, So for three minutes, you're telling me that you had an issue with a song being performed at the Super Bowl, when chances are you're probably stuffing your mouth with nachos or probably drinking beer and not even paying attention to the beginning portions anyway. (laughs) And even if you were, did it kill you for three minutes to listen to the song that was being performed or to maybe educate yourself as to the history of that song and not have a negative comment or an assumption about it. That was what bothered me early Sunday morning when I saw a lot of people on social media discussing that. And then for Rihanna, here's the thing. If you've noticed, Super Bowls within the last 10, 15 years have gone the way of a popular artist. And they're going to skew it towards younger people. And what younger people are going to watch? They're looking for Rihanna. For what she did, for what we found out afterwards, is okay. Was it a memorable performance? Not by probably a Rihanna standard. Could she have probably added a couple of guest stars into it? Perhaps. But... She was stuck in a no-win situation where people had already made their assumption that they weren't going to like the performance because of who it was. I guess at this point, every year we're going to go through the same thing of where if it's somebody from rap or RB or pop, the, quote, old school is not going to like it because it's not a rock band from their youth. And vice versa, if it's some old... Bunch of guys stand up there in their last days and their last legs. Younger people really aren't going to give a hoot. It's almost at the point where I'd say, hey, bring back up what people, or just bring back the marching bands, skip the <laughs> musical <laughs> act. If it bothers you that much to have a halftime performance, or we just leave it and just do 25 minutes of commercials Or leave the screen blank so that you can walk away and go pee. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: I'm down for that. Like, let's just do that.
2: Do a timer. Just do shots of people in the audience. Uh, Or do like a halftime where it's just interviews uh, with ex-jocks talking about the Super Bowl. Because at this point, you're not going to be – no one's going to be happy. And and I've never, ever seen such a divisiveness carried over – to a pregame performance and a halftime performance of people who think that we actually care what you thought about Rihanna performing or about the presentation of Lift Every Voice and Sing go have a few seats (laughs) please (laughs) that's in place of my commentary tonight but anyway, I digress
3: (laughs) that was in place of your commentary because that was,
0: yeah
2: it's just (laughs) maddening And and I'm sitting here, and I'm looking at this stuff early on Sunday morning, I'm like, we're in 2023. NFL, you know, wanted to put a reading of the Bible in the first five minutes. Some people wouldn't have an issue with that. Some people would. If the NFL wanted to have, you know, some 97-year-old harmonica virtuoso on, Some people would probably have an issue with that. If we did baby races probably after the first quarter, you probably would have an issue with that. It's like everything (laughs) that people do, it's never going to be good enough. And social media has made it worse as to where people now go online and think that people give two hoots that you have an issue with Rihanna because of blank. Or you have an issue with this song being performed because of blank. And it's usually the most idiotic take of a person who is uneducated particular thing that is being presented in their home. And guess what? There is a wonderful, wonderful invention that's called a remote control. <laughs> if you don't like wow. it,
0: turn away. <laughs> I thought
3: it. I was the grouchy one.
2: Don't be taking away my
3: get off my lawn, man. You are turning into that old man.
2: But we still have an hour to go, so I'm pretty sure there'll be some moments tonight where you'll do that, too. Good to
3: know. Good to know. Good to know.
2: Yes. It'll happen. (laughs) But anyway, I enjoyed the Super Bowl. Uh, It is what it is. I don't go into it with a high (laughs) expectation. So, good job. Uh, But yes. Uh, Weirdest thing that I read this week, because I like adding these things, because it is interesting enough to – and point out some of the odd stories this week. But I'm trying to figure out how this happened. Uh, This comes from Inside Edition. A New York man who was looking – once again, I know all of you are going to start judging the same way that I did on this. But a New York man who was looking for the vacation of a lifetime instead got a little less than he bargained for when he ended up in the wrong place by accident. Kingsley Burnett thought that he was going to Sydney, Australia, for a nice vacation. But when his trip was delayed in late January, he accidentally booked a flight to Sydney, Montana instead. Instead of going down under, he ended up in the treasure state and realized his blunder when he saw the size of his plane, according to the New York Post. Sydney, Montana is home to just over 6,000 people, while Sydney, Australia has a population of 5.3 million. He left New York's LaGuardia Airport late on January 26th when he landed in Billings, Montana the next morning. He said he didn't think much of it because that airport was a common location for travelers to connect to Sydney, Montana, just a few uh, hundred miles east of Billings. He apparently didn't realize the spellings of the city were different. It's a matter of acronyms, the S-Y-D as opposed to S-D-Y. Somebody has to fix that, he told the New York Post. He also spoke to Storyful and said that, quote, I had to find out for myself that Billings, Montana would only take me to Sydney, Montana, where there are no kangaroos waiting to welcome Mr. Burnett, he's talking about himself in the third person. I saw the little plane with like nine passengers and wondered, how is that going to get me to Australia. He ended up back in New York City after someone from American Airlines in Montana tried to help him. None of the flights out of Montana were going to Sydney, according to Fox Five. Burnett told Storyful he's researched his trip to Sydney or he's rescheduled his trip to Sydney for June thirteenth. <laughs> In this day and age, how do you not know that you weren't going to – didn't you listen on the – how how drunk were you or out of it were you that you did not yeah. hear on the airport, loudspeaker, <laughs> flight to Sydney, Montana? At some point during this – this is why I say people kind of fake stories to me, but when I read this, this, is coming from a news source, I couldn't believe it. How do you make that mistake? Um stupidity.
3: Sorry, that was rude. Um, But true, unfortunately. No, do you not check your tickets. It's, It's when you book it, you look at it, it says like four times before you finish paying. Are you sure this is what, have you checked everything? Have you verified all the information? You need to look at that stuff. And I'm sorry, you should also know the different pricing. So if your price for your trip normally runs you between five and five hundred dollars and a thousand dollars for a ticket. One way. Let's just do round trip, you know or not round trip, but one way. One way a ticket costs you five dollars a thousand dollars. And you find one for eighty five. What a steal. You might want to check to make sure you're going to the right
2: You know but the right add, city. A trip to City Sydney takes a lot of time. Almost a full day. It it you just went a few hours. Did you think that it was like some supersonic jet that was
0: going
2: <laughs> <was gonna> to get <laughs> you there in half the time? I don't yeah. Uh. Duh. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Again, I go back to stupidity. <laughs> it's the, the wrong the thing number, for me to say, just, and I shouldn't be so rude, but unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, that's just the case.
2: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of stuff that happens in between all that. Like I said, you're on a plane. You didn't hear the announcements as to where you were going? Nope.
3: Now, why would Ugh. you do something silly like that?
2: I guess, man. I guess. You're killing me, small. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway.
0: Seriously.
2: <laughs> anyway, the other interesting thing this week that I read, and it's made me uh, kick myself, this story out of Tampa, Florida, and it's not a bad story, but an 18-year-old woman has made history by winning $48 million after she purchased a lottery ticket for the first time. Juliette Lamour, 18, of Ontario, Canada, was announced as the winner by the Ontario Lottery, and Gaming Corporation on Friday, making her, her the country's youngest person to win a lottery prize this amount. I don't know why it's come out of this hamper, though. Um, but Lamora purchased a winning ticket after her grandfather suggested she buy one for her 18th birthday. The 18-year-old said that she forgot about the ticket until her co-workers told her that someone from her hometown had won the drawing on January 7th. <laughs>
0: someone. <laughs> Which, someone.
2: Someone. Uh, she said, I just turned 18, and my grandfather suggested I buy a lottery ticket for fun. When I went to the store, I wasn't sure what to ask for because I had never bought a ticket before, so I called my dad, who told me to buy a Lottie 649 Quick Pick. I still can't believe I hit the gold ball jackpot on my very first lottery ticket. The OLGC stated that while there have been other 18-year-old lottery winners across Canada in recent years, none has won as much as Juliet. The university student told Global News that when she found out at work that she was the winner, the colleague fell to his knees in disbelief. When he scanned a ticket, the winner uh, gognet jingle started to play, and big winner was displayed on the phone, she told the outlet. My colleague fell to his knees in disbelief. He was yelling. In fact, everyone was yelling that I won $48 Despite being told that she could leave work early, oh, thanks, her mother insisted that she stay and finish her shift. When it comes to the winning, she said she plans to invest most of the money with the help of her father, who is a financial advisor. She also says she plans to finish her studies and travel before heading back to school to become a doctor and practice medicine. She says that once her school is done, my family and I will pick a continent and start exploring. I want to experience different countries, study their history and culture, try their food, and listen to their language. Money doesn't define you. It's the work you do that will define you. She sounds wise beyond her years, which is good.
3: Jelly. Totally jelly. I am not know. even gonna lie. I I, I should I should be like, Oh yeah, she sounds really great and congratulations for, now, I'm jealous. <laughs> like I bought <laughs> <laughs> I bought a lottery ticket on my eighteenth birthday, why didn't I then? I'm not even talking like I don't need forty eight million. Give me just a couple.
2: I don't know, man, I'm greedy. I, I won't I even be
3: super greedy. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: just give me enough to pay off my house So that I could just travel And not have to worry about a mortgage That's what I'm looking for
2: That's very that's very nice That's my that. biggest
3: bill So there
2: that's you go fair. <laughs> 18 though Man if I had gotten that yeah. much 18 billion
3: <laughs> But you're right She does sound very mature But I have a feeling that there's a lot of parents That are like ah excuse me <laughs> No
2: Somebody try that I'll be looking for my independence right away I'm sorry (laughs) I'll be like "Eh, What were you saying? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Let's rewind that statement one more time please
0: Thank you
2: (laughs) Yeah so good for her though But I I hope that she continues uh, That method of thinking Uh, at that point me too yeah she will she will go far so um but no good for her taking us to the almanac for this february 17th Uh, as we told you last week today is national caregivers day it's third friday in february national cabbage day is today also national no one eats alone day And today, and it was trending earlier, and we'll talk about Twitter Twins later, but today is National Random Acts of Kindness Day. Hopefully, all of you have exhibited some random act of kindness, not just today, but do it every day if you can. Uh, Tomorrow uh, is National Battery Day. It's also National Crab Stuffed Flounder Day. Uh, Two things that I don't eat. (laughs) Uh, Good
3: stuff. What are you talking about?
2: It is National Red Sock Day tomorrow. And just one it, sock? It, no, no, red. No, red sock as in both, but uh,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: it just says Red Sock Day, not Red Socks Day. It's Red Sock Day. And not Red Fox, but Red Sock. Uh, you wear yeah, your I know. red just sock. One sock. Yes, you can wear one red sock. <laughs>
3: okay. Just so that I know, one red sock. Got it.
2: So, so people, you you're out there and you see her wearing one red sock, yeah. <laughs> but you can wear your red socks on National Red Sock Day to help save a life and a limb. Did you know that leg health can indicate risk for heart attack, stroke, and amputation? One in five adults over the age of 60 have a condition, peripheral artery disease, or PAD, and many don't even know they have it. So National Red Sox Day on the 3rd Saturday in February raises awareness about PAD, its risk factors, and what you can do. Uh, Some of the symptoms of PAD is leg pain, leg cramps, uh, neuropathy, tingling, numbness, and non-healing foot ulcers. Uh, Additionally, uh, three in five heart attack sufferers have PAD. So that's why National Red Sock Day takes place in February, which is also American Heart Month. So, uh, the risk factors, of course, are diabetes, cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, smoking, obesity, and it's hereditary. So. And I did not know that. Yeah, I was just half, to say
3: diabetes is a big one.
2: Yeah, for more than half. Foot health. Yeah, ha- more than half of American adults have prediabetes, and the most prevalent complication is vascular. So. Um, that's insane, um, and scary. So yeah, Oof. um, so you can wear your <laughs> red didn't sock I need
3: to bring down the mood. <laughs> well, no, no, no. The next
2: one's going to bring up the mood. Uh, tomorrow is All also right. National Drink Wine Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For some people, that's every day. But <laughs> if you celebrate it once a year, that is
3: it's... celebration right there.
2: There you go. See, I bought the mood back up. Uh, Sunday, it is National Arabian Horse Day. It's National Vet Girls Rise Day. It's National uh, Chocolate Mint Day. And you know what? By the way, speaking of chocolate mint, um, some of the uh, Girl Scouts are out and about right now selling cookies. Um, I have not had a chance to get any yet this year. Uh, I
3: have. I have a box on my counter that is calling my name.
2: Oh no! <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised. Trying not... I'm trying to save some trying... for my trip. Yes. What about putting some in the fridge?
3: Um, Your... I have a box in the freezer.
2: Okay, the freezer.
3: That's for later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did you bring enough for everyone to, sh- uh, to you know, uh, share?
3: No. No, all I am doing is bringing them to with me on my trip to um, London in March. If I have to buy another box before I go, I will, um, because <laughs> I'm going to. I don't know that they even know what Girl Scouts really are, other than what they see on TV and or movies. So I am forcing people to eat Girl Scout cookies, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a worldwide phenomenon. <laughs> Although it already is, so it's not like me. I know that.
2: <laughs> yes, so if you go over to the UK with your Girl Scout cookies, um, well, first of all, I'm not even sure if they'd be used to the sugar content in those things. But uh, uh, how much right? would that? Be, <laughs> how much would that be? Or how much would a box go for in the UK? Um,
3: oh God, I don't know. We'll have to figure that out.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll figure that amount out. Uh, and also, February nineteenth. It is National Lash Day, meaning your eyelashes, which some people kind of overdo nowadays because you see their lashes before you see them. That's a different story for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. It's bad. I wish I had probably invested in that. It's such a popular thing right now um, with lashes. You're talking about
3: and, the caterpillar and, eyes?
2: Yes. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's I, kinda scary. Hey man. I hey, I I'm not mad, but I, I wish I had probably got a vending machine and just placed it in a mall and people I uh, know some people who do that, uh, in Florida. And I hey, I'm all game for it. Uh get that and make some money. Uh Monday is national day by the way, on Monday. Uh I think only five states so how many states hold it? Um uh, presidents, I know some were Lincoln. Mm. This past Monday, here in Illinois, we do celebrate Lincoln's birthday. But uh, Presidents' Day, we is, do in
3: Nevada
2: uh, too. Yes, so Presidents' Day is on Monday. Uh, National Love Your Pet Day is on Monday, which people do every day. Uh, it's also National Cherry Pie Day on Monday. I was waiting for you to. Say if you were a lover of cherry pie or not
3: you want me to sing cherry pie I
2: can do that no, 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 no. we are good i don't i don't I don't want the um, don't
3: need a copyright strike
2: yeah i don't I don't need the lawyers like calling you like no, you can't use that sir it's, it's like I think every lawyer now looks like the Simpsons lawyer. Excuse me, sir, I represent the estate that probably was almost expecting that to happen. So yes. Uh it's That one bit wonder
3: was my big ticket, so stop it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and it is also National Muffin Day on Monday. It's Muffin National Top Com- Day. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to be good and I'm not gonna make that comment. I'm going to let it be. So um, it is also National Comfy Day and it's National Leadership Day on Monday. So yes. It's a
3: good day to be uh, off of school then,
2: huh? Yeah. Definitely a good day to be yeah. off. Uh, and then Tuesday, it is Fast Not Day. It is Punchkey Day the day before Ash Wednesday. So this upcoming Tuesday, it's Punchkey Day. Uh, of course, it is not pronounced Paski, as it is spelled, but it's Punchkey. Um, and I passed up some good Punchkey at the store the other day, and I should have got some. Uh, it is also Fat Tuesday, or as I call it in my world, Tuesday. Uh, it is also <laughs> National Grain Free Day. It is National Sticky Bun Day. And guess what this Tuesday, the 21st, is? Um, no idea. It is National Pancake Day
1: at IHOP.
3: <laughs> Ooh, that's some good stuff right there. I ain't going <laughs> to even be mad about that.
2: So that's Tuesday. I
3: like some pancakes.
2: I've never had pancakes at IHOP.
3: You know what, it, it's kind of like having, not
2: having waffles at the Waffle House. <laughs> I almost didn't. Uh, when I went to the <laughs> Waffle House, I had, only because I felt I had to order it. I didn't finish it, but I had the, because I'm a huge uh, omelet fan, and the omelet was so good, and I ordered it, and I was like, I guess I should order a waffle, too, so I could at least say I had a waffle at the Waffle House, and I, and I got it, and it was a big waffle. I could barely like finish it, so uh, I, I stuffed it as much as I could to eat it, and then that was it. But That's yeah. what she said. Yes. <laughs> 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 Sorry, yeah, I couldn't help but, myself. No, I don't. Because you know, so Mr.
3: Omelette fan, why didn't you try the kitchen sink then? The, is this the French toast at the omelette house?
2: Well, here's the thing. Uh, The reason why was because the day before uh, I had gone to Primanti Brothers down in Florida, down in Fort Lauderdale. If you've ever been to Primanti Brothers, they have these huge sandwiches that are stuffed with meat, fries, and coleslaw. And These sandwiches are so big. Uh, When you're done eating it, you're stuffed. And I had it like late in the day, and then I also uh, had uh, slices of pizza. I could eat nothing else. And the next morning for breakfast when I went out, because I had like a short amount of time to get everything checked off my list, by the time I got to IHOP, all I wanted was really just the omelet. That was good enough for me. (laughs) I didn't want anything else that was like a huge meal. Like I said, barely forgot the uh, the waffle, uh, but I, I got it. But, yeah, I, I just didn't at that time. Maybe next time I'm back. So we'll see. Um, I didn't even know they had that. I, I guess I have to look at the menu. <laughs> but uh, the 22nd is National Supermarket Employee Day. It is also Ash Wednesday, um, a true side that we're coming up on Easter pretty soon. Uh, National California Day, it's National Cook-A-Sweet-Potato Day. And the 22nd of February is National Margarita Day. Margarita
0: Day,
3: yes.
2: <laughs> so there you go. Uh, and then on That's the 23rd, what I'm talking
0: about right there.
2: Oh, you're gonna love the rest of this. On the twenty third, which is Thursday, it's National Tile Day, it's National Toast Day, it's also National Chili Day, it's National Dog Biscuit Day, and it's National Banana Bread Day. One I make some good two. banana
3: bread and chili, not gonna lie. Kinda cheating of my own horn here, but it's pretty good. Is it now? I I believe so. People ask me for the recipe, so I'm going to go with yes.
0: Hmm. I've never had it. <laughs>
3: How have you never had it? I know I've... Oh, you know what? No. I probably make it like right after you leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> see? <laughs> you see?
3: Plus, you come in the summer sometimes, so I'm not going to make it in the summer.
0: It's too hot. You, don't to want you in the see? summer. Yeah. <laughs> At least get any time, though.
3: i am make it after you leave. I'm so bad. I'm such a bad friend. Every-
2: everything's done after I leave. <laughs> 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 oh, went there. What? I want to go there. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I understand. That's the story of my life. Everybody. <laughs> Doesn't want to include me on the fun. They'll no, just wait till after I leave. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and then next Friday, it is National Tartar Sauce Day. It is Skip the Straw Day. And it is National Tortilla Chip Day, which that also means a good time to invest in a good salsa or cheese. And if you've listened to this show, you know how I am about my nachos. So that's the week ahead. Uh hopefully you'll get a chance to celebrate one of these things throughout the week. February's good, man. All the good foods and the good uh food days are in February. Not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs>
3: you also have a lot of the alcohol days in February, I'm just
2: saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <it is. laughs> Short
3: month, lots of alcohol. Go.
2: You got margarita and wine. Take that, March. Uh, yeah but uh we are at pretty much the halfway point um so here's what we're gonna do i am going to go and do retro moment of the week right now um i so badly want to skip the secondary story but coming up this is gonna affect all of you parents out there um this is we've talked about something like this on the show before. This time, a local restaurant in New Jersey has had enough. And they said, you know what? We're now doing this. It's overdue. We'll tell you what exactly. Uh, and then, like I said, yay or nay, we'll take a look at Twitter. And then after dark, all of that is tonight. Uh, but first, uh, we'll be retro-moment of the week. So stick around. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening, and thanks for joining us tonight. This is Paige Well with Laura Mary here on Blog Talk Radio.
0: You worked too hard. You ate too much. The cheesecake made you greedy. Let
3: your aching head and stomach hear this message from old speedy. us seltzer
0: plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a release it is. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh it is those speedy bubbles relieve
3: your upset stomach and headache fast for acid indigestion alone alka are gold
1: oh
0: what a relief it is what a relief
1: i'm woodsy owl and i'm here to tell you about a dirty word pollution help
0: woodsy spread the word never be a dirty bird don't pay to run off buildings that's pollution don't pollute Never be Turn your radio down, that's noise pollution. In the city or in the woods, help keep America looking good.
1: You're listening to Page One. Page One. With Lavar and Mary. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LaVar and Mary.
2: Welcome back page one on this Friday night. LeVar and Mary here with you on this February 17th. Uh, hard to believe it, but after this week, uh, we've got only one more show left in the month of February. <laughs> that's how fast I know, that's the insane, month. isn't it? Yes, it is. That's how fast the month goes. Uh, and then we get right into March. So, uh one of those Friday nights in which Mary will not be here is Saint Patrick's Day. So um Yeah,
3: I'm gonna be going I'm gonna be in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm totally
2: on excited Saint, about I'm sorry. On Saint Patrick's Day. Uh an in yes. Scotland. Sorry.
3: That was closer.
0: That yes. was closer. I'll give you that one. That was a very bad now. one at the
2: beginning, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's about as close as it gets. Uh, my Chicago's accent still gets in the way. Uh, but, yeah, so, no, it, it will be coming up here in a few weeks, but, uh, no, we'll be with you next Friday night for the last show of the month. Uh, and, yeah, two down, uh, ten to go after that point. Um... <laughs> yeah you know, a lot of fun. and a lot of shows lined up, so no, I hope that uh, you join us and for if you're old or new uh, in terms of listening, we thank you as always uh, because you know we enjoy doing this and we hope to tell a friend. But one of the stories that we're going to discuss tonight uh, is something that if you've listened to this program before is new or not new. Uh, we've discussed it, but the story has popped up again. An Italian restaurant in New Jersey has courted controversy after announcing a plan to ban children. Some on social media are calling it a fantastic idea, but others have accused the staff of being, quote, child haters. Nettie's House of Spaghetti, <laughs> I love that, in Tenton Falls, New <laughs> Jersey, said on Thursday that it will no longer allow children under 10 to dine in the restaurant from March 8th. In a post on Facebook and Instagram, they stated that, quote, we love kids, we really truly do, but lately it's been extremely challenging to accommodate children at Nettie's. Between noise levels, lack of space for high chairs, cleaning up crazy messes, and the liability of kids running around a restaurant, we have decided that it's time to take control of the situation. Some social media users appear to love the idea. One wrote on Instagram, quote, never been to Nettie's, but knowing I won't have to deal with children at a restaurant makes this establishment much more attractive. We'll be coming soon. Another said, I don't think I could love Nettie's more, but here we are. However, others called it, quote, a complete uh, slap in the face to families and a symptom of how, quote, America hates children. It's unclear, and I bet you, too, that those are the ones that have the kids run around everywhere, but I digress. It's unclear how the policy <laughs> will be enforced. One Instagram user wrote, will you be checking birth certificates at the door? My 8-year-old is the size of an 11-year-old. If the point of the exercise was to generate publicity, the policy seems to have been a success. The restaurant's Facebook post has had more than 28,000 reactions, and it's been shared almost 8,000 times. Now, in September of 2021, a family-owned restaurant in California banned all patrons under the age of 18 from dining without an adult. The Red Rooster Burgers and Grill said at that time the decision was made, quote, with great sadness following a series of bad behavior by teenagers that damaged property, upset staff, and drove away customers. Now, some diners may just want to get away from kids for a while. And in January, a TikToker divided opinion by suggesting that there should be an adults-only town that lacks those those noisy kids. Meanwhile, Insider's reviewer was recently quote blown away by an adults-only cruise on the Virgin Voyages Scarlet Lady. Now, Nettie's House of Spaghetti did not immediately respond to requests uh, or comments, uh, but. <sighs> This is going to sound extremely bad, but there are some restaurants, in my opinion, in which it's not kid friendly. It's more of an adult atmosphere. Don't bring your under ten uh, to that type of environment or, or that type of restaurant. You know, Olive Garden. It's going to happen. Not against Olive Garden. I'm just using an example. <laughs> Love you, Olive Garden. Um, but, <laughs> There are certain places that children aren't the clientele that they're looking for. So it's almost kind of like taking your kids to either, um, what's that water resort place, Great Wolf Lodge. You can take them to Great Wolf Lodge, but you're not going to take them to the Sybaris for the pool. It's not meant for kids. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kind of for it. This sounds bad, but if it's that restaurant's prerogative, then so be it. I see you thinking over there, and I think I I'm waiting you...
3: for you to say, what say you? Because
2: I'm a parent.
3: <laughs> so... Okay. As a parent. Bravo. Like Bravo good on you as a parent when I took kiddo out to a restaurant I it was my responsibility to keep her in check I know that sounds weird like you know like all of a sudden I'm treating her like a dog but in a way I was she's my responsibility and as the parent of that child if that child is running around like a crazy person I'm going to look at the parent and go, this is your fault. I know there's a lot of parents out there right now that want to have a more, I don't even know what to call it. Like, I know my parenting style is very much Tiger Mom. I get it. I understand that. But there is an etiquette. You need to teach your children etiquette. They don't just absorb it from the people around you as much as you think they are. If you let them run around, Crazy, screaming, knocking over stuff, crying, all the other things, and you don't correct the behavior, if you don't give them a behavior that they can emulate, if you don't say this is the line, then nobody respects zombies, nobody respects you, like the kids don't respect the adults, and it becomes a bad experience for everyone around you. There's plenty of places for kids to eat. And there are plenty of places for kids to eat Italian food in Jersey. Like, come on. That's probably one every other corner. You want your kid to have spaghetti? Don't go to Nettie's. Go to somebody else. That allows your child to throw spaghetti against the wall and be okay with it. Nettie's had to make a decision that was business-based. Bravo. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. That adults-only town? Intriguing? How are you going to get people to live there? you can't repopulate the town if people die. So unless, you know, you keep influencing people to come out and live here, and who's to, oh, if it's adults only, what happens if somebody gets pregnant? (gasps) (laughs) That's kind of a weird situation. But, like, restaurants, I'm still laughing at the adult-only cruise on Virgin. Right,
2: cruise line. not not a good place to like say that, that
3: ain't a Virgin Cruise know, Line anymore, honey. <laughs> mm,
2: just saying.
0: No, it's just <laughs> adult
3: only is not a bad thing. It, you don't take a kid to a bar. Well, I mean, you do where I grew up, but that's also because there was only like three thousand people and everybody knew everybody. But you don't take a kid to a bar. You know, you don't. It's okay to be adult only. The same thing for you. You take your kids to Great America. You don't take them to the server. You know, I get that a 100%. Magic waters, sure. Hmm. But, <sighs> bravo. <laughs> Golf crap. Yep. I agree. Yep. You have to make the decision for your, your place of business. And I live in Vegas. There's a lot of those places of business out there that are like, yeah, sorry, you're under 21. Can't be in here. Yep. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think they are cutting it off at the wrong place, place. If I were them I would make it uh either eighteen or twenty one and above. Really? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because wow. it's a lot easier to be like, Oh, you're a child, you can't drink, get out my stuff. You know. <laughs> it's that's an easier policy to enforce than it is what was the age? Twelve? Uh
2: ten. 10?
3: Ten? Ten. It's easier to enforce 100%. than...
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean... But that's
3: just my opinion on that one.
2: Man, you, you're... See, you got on me about being the, the tough one earlier. I man, are you have, you
3: I have proven the last couple of weeks <laughs> that I am get off my lawn. I'm old and crotchety, and I don't like children anymore. <laughs> Except for the ones that are related to me. I love you, Sammy Joe. That's my niece.
2: Okay. She's different. Yeah, <laughs> man, yeah, you're you, you're pulling no punches, man. When it comes to that, it's yeah, like
0: it's in the bud.
2: Yeah, it's really <laughs> what you're
0: doing, <laughs> man. Get off
3: my one
2: Wow, I, hey, so no, yeah, I mean, hey, I, I at that point. See, here's my thing. I, I was gonna say at that point, teenagers, all they're doing is looking at their phone. I don't anticipate the 13, 14 year old to pretty much be running around a restaurant. But under 10, I'm kind of shocked they put it at 10. I would have thought they would have said probably like maybe 7 and under. Uh, but it comes down to parents parenting, because there should be no kid in a restaurant running. Like no messes will happen. Noises, uh, I guess, unless you can control it and teach them, you know, but other than that, you know, the running around in the restaurant, no, your kid should be sitting there with you. Who? Why would you allow that to happen as far as your kid being out of eyesight and out of, you know, your view and just running around the restaurant? No. Oh, can you
3: imagine our parents if we were running around the, I know mine. Oh. And I know no, your mom. You,
2: you know my parents and I know, I your, know your
3: dad. <laughs> we would not be no, having no. this podcast right now if we were running around a restaurant all crazy. Nope. <laughs>
2: no. No, it would not happen. So that no, way it comes down <laughs> to, you know, like I said, there's other options now that you have, but there's a lot more restaurants that are probably going to do it. So um, mm-hmm. bravo. Uh, there should be a listing for that. You don't want to hear all that. It's like, especially if you have got something nice planned, you know. Like this isn't McDonald's Playland, you know. It's um,
3: exactly, and there are McDonald's Playlands, so go there.
2: There's still a few. <laughs> yes,
0: second <Lucky>
2: um, cheese. <laughs> still, this
0: pizza. Wouldn't they want a spaghetti and a steak? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. Um. The bad take of the week, and I'll get through this story real quick uh, post-Super Bowl. We probably should have talked about it before the break. Uh, but this one came around this evening when I just saw it. A former ESPN head honcho, John Skipper, uh, according to awfulannouncing.com, was on the big Sui podcast on Dan Lebertart's podcast network. And he pretty much came with an idea that he said that the NFL should consider turning the Super Bowl into a pay-per-view event. Uh, It's a notion that he teased out last year, and he still thinks the league is missing out on billions by not doing it that way. Uh, He said that the NFL should forego the 113 million viewers that tuned in to the Super Bowl last Sunday in, uh, in order to charge money for the right to watch. He says, I assume that there are some number of people that's the only game they watch the entire year, they don't want to be left out, that's a pretty great place to be for a live event. 50% of the country does not want to be left out. He said, it leads me to a slightly different discussion. If half the country is watching your game and they're watching it for free, how many of those people should pay a big sum of money to watch the game? When asked if he thought if the NFL should consider a price point for the Super Bowl, he seemed to have a range in mind. He said, if you assume that half of the people watch, would still figure out a way to watch if it costs 200 to 250 for a household, you're just going to have to have more of uh, what uh, he said, bigger parties. I don't know how many households I assume. It's half the households you watch. If only a quarter of them are willing to pay 20 to have a party at the house, it would still get you to the billions of dollars for a single game. And that's the single best way I could think of for, think of for the NFL to increase their annual revenue take for the clubs is to make the Super Bowl a pay-per-view event. Now, there's plenty of reasons why the NFL doesn't need to consider something like that anytime soon especially since audience sizes are once again going up. Um, But that NFL, the Super Bowl, attracts millions of casual viewers, including those who don't care about football but would tune in for halftime or commercials. And pretty much according to the announcing, they said that reducing everything to a pay-per-view that costs a huge chunk of money turns the game into a different experience. A lot of people were pay to watch because they'd have to, but the cost-benefit analysis simply didn't hold up, at least not anytime soon. And I agree with them. It is the dumbest take I think I've ever heard in regards to the Super Bowl being a pay-per-view event. And even then, how would you not worry about um, somebody getting that pay-per-view or, you know, and then, like, okay, you're charging for it. But if you got the money for it, you're charging for people to come to your place, or you're renting out a hall and charging people to come to your place. The NFL doesn't see that money.
3: you're absolutely correct though it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard because that would okay oh god this is so bad on so many levels Um, I I don't even know where to even begin on this one I like football I love football it's one of my favorite sports if they started charging Pay per view for me to watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. i tell them to go stuff it and stop watching. And that is not what they want.
2: It's got to be. I just, oh, <laughs> God, it, it's
3: so bad. It's so bad. It's I don't. I, it just makes them look like money grubbing. I, I, you know how I feel about sports already. It's like you know, I love sports. I love sports, but it's a game. Like, people are getting paid to play a game. And I just, I can't, I I can't even support somebody that's, they're already making billions of dollars. And you're going to charge me to watch a game that I can watch the rest of the season for and just hear on highlights the next day. Yeah, Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm really okay with it. Stop people from tweeting about it. Really. Like, the seats for it. If you want to get tickets to the Super Bowl, it's like thousands of dollars for no sleep seats. I'm not going to pay you $200 to sit on my own couch and eat my own bonbons and watch the – nope, nope, nope. Nope. Sorry. It's a dumb take. It's a a dumb one.
2: Yes. The idea stinks. Uh, moving on to what is trending tonight in, on Twitter, uh, a few of the things that are trending because there is uh, a weekend of uh, SmackDown. Well, SmackDown uh, is going on Elimination Chambers this weekend, so a lot of people tuning in tonight uh, to that. The NBA All-Star Weekend out in Utah is beginning, uh, so a lot of things are trending with that as well. Uh, for a while today, and it still is trending at an upper. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know why Twitter's weird, but today MySpace is was trending. <laughs> a lot of people say, Hey, bring <laughs> back MySpace. <laughs> so, oh, um, I missed MySpace. <laughs> they even mentioned LimeWire somewhere in here as well. Uh, so that was trending today. Um, yeah, that's, um, I, I, for a while you had Chris Brown trending, uh, you're either going to love or hate Chris Brown, but he did have an interesting take today that even you could not really be mad about, um, watch reality shows as a lot of, you know, there's two people, I think it's, uh, I'm going to get their names so wrong. I think it's Krishan and Blueface or whoever it is, but, um, I know that he was saying that how people are still mad at him for what he's done this many years later, but yet these two who go on uh, and pretty much verbally and sometimes physically attack each other on a reality show is okay. And uh, he pretty much kind of went off uh, in regards to that. Um, I'm not defending Chris Brown by any stretch because what he did was wrong, but it is Interesting, of how society views different people, uh, and especially how they hold up different people um, because they are reality stars. No matter how much wrong that they do, um, yeah, it's it's it's. I've seen a clip of the show. I've never watched it. I don't even know who they are, <laughs> but it's disturbing. Neither do on I. So many levels, huh? Yeah, it's disturbing on so many levels, and I don't even know how these places could continue to pretty much kind of be alright with that. Uh, also, some pretty sad news uh, that broke late this evening. Kelly Pickler is trending uh, and the reason why uh, is because Kyle Jacobs, her husband, um, he has died of apparent a suicide at the couple's Nashville home. Um, um. And as always, you know, unfortunately it seems every month we have to come with stories like this and then we have to always tell you too, uh, in regards to if you feel that you need help, uh or if you need someone to talk to. There are options. Uh you can call or text nine eighty eight. Uh life's way too valuable and precious. And um so thoughts and prayers were heard this evening. Um, I know on her reality show, uh, it, it, they've been on that and I've seen it a few times and she comes across as such a, you know, sunshiny person and it's just sad all around. So, uh, but those are some of the things that are trending this evening. Um, and if you happen to be online, of course, I am there at News Comet BTR. Uh, Mary is there at Lua's Mama. And so, um, as always, yeah, that is what's trending in this world tonight. So with that, we take you to yay or nay. Um, We haven't done it in a while. (laughs) I like
3: yay or nay. I like yay or nay.
2: (laughs) If you have not listened to us before, if this is your first time within the last few weeks, yay or nay. Of course, is um, I would say kind of rapid fire, but uh, we go through quite a few different topics and then uh, I will pretty much leave it up to Mary, to whether it is yay or nay. So with that, tonight it's a lot of food ones. Uh, I will forewarn you uh, is that it is. And so the first one, and, and for you long-time listeners, you know how I'm going to feel about this. But this comes from here in Chicago. McDonald's McNuggets are going foul-free. The Chicago-based fast food giant is introducing plant-based McNuggets next week. Germany will be the first to market to get them. McPlant Nuggets, made from peas, corn, and wheat with a tempura batter, are the second product McDonald's has co-developed with Beyond Meat. Uh, McDonald's said that the nationwide nugget rollout to more than 1,400 restaurants in Germany follows a limited-time uh, test at nine restaurants in the Stuttgart area in August. They'll also start selling the McPlant burger in Germany next week. The availability of the McPlant nuggets and burger in future markets will depend on the customer demand. Uh, now, European customers have generally been more receptive to McDonald's plant-based meat products than those in the U.S. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Uh, the McPlant Burger is now a permanent menu item in the United Kingdom, Ireland, Austria, and the Netherlands. And last month, they rolled out the m- double McPlant. Oh, twice as much for <laughs> Christ of One in the U.K. and Ireland. So for our friends in the U.K. and Ireland, you have a double McPlant Burger to look forward to. Mmm, Yummy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yay or
2: nay <laughs> to
0: that McPlant Burger. <laughs> Sorry, I'm stuck
3: with the. No. Hold on a second, let me. Oh. Okay, so no, I'm a vegetarian Give me my. I am a carnivore. Give me my meat. What is the point of a chicken nugget if it's not made of chicken? We're going
0: back I, to the I, don't I don't know. I don't know.
3: chicken nuggets. <laughs> oh my gosh! What? Do you have somebody I know over in St. So, Foxy, if you decide you have the plant-based nuggets. I would love a review. They yes. might be good. I've had I've had vegetable based things. My famous veggie burger from the Red Robin. Love that. I love their veggie burger. Throw a little bit of bacon on there. It's delish. Um, <laughs> you can laugh. It's okay. Um, so veggie doesn't bother me. I just don't think it's right to call something a chicken nugget if there's no chicken in it. Because then it's just a nugget.
2: It's like, who are you trying to fool? Who are you trying to fool? Are you trying to (laughs) fool yourself? Because if so, you might as well just have chicken. Why? Look here at
3: McDonald's. You're not eating healthy at McDonald's. No. Or somebody I know, somebody close to me, McDonald's.
2: Yeah. It's like going and getting like a uh, soy milk shake from somewhere. Why? It wasn't meant for that, man. Just like if you wanted to have quote your soy burger or your McPlant burger, why come and ruin it at my McDonald's? Just go to a place that does it specially. (laughs) Don't be a cheapskate. Back up what you gotta do. Say it with your chest, man. Go and eat your McPlant burger at some fancy highbrow place. Man. Oh
0: my gosh. You
3: have a bigger take on this than I do. Oh my gosh. It drives
2: me nuts. It's like you got to infiltrate every fast food joint so that there's an option for you. There's a reason that it's fast food. If you don't like the options at a fast food place, then band together, open up a fast food vegan restaurant that has all these, it looks like it is, so I don't feel bad for eating it. It's like you're trying to fool with your mind. And you're going to go into McDonald's, and now you're going to have people, was that fried the same stuff that you fried the other stuff in? Yeah. And your problem is? So stay out of my McDonald's, man. <laughs> Drawing a line in the sand. Um, also, Well, apparently day.
3: Mad Dog and Lasting both say hello and probably have an opinion as well. So, I, I, I hope give so. a heads up on that.
2: I hope so, because I, I, I want people to understand why. I'm not, You know, if you want to eat and be a vegan or be a vegetarian, that's fine. I'm not coming after you for that because that's an admirable thing. But when you start coming into a place that is known not for that, but for something else, why? Since you can feel better about yourself for walking into a McDonald's and having, like, a big plant-based burger? Why? Do it at home. You know, I'm pretty sure as many as uh, rich vegans out there, you've noticed that neither one of any of them have opened up a fast food place for vegetarians and vegans. Why is that? Because it would fail. <laughs> you haven't I'm seen. Not, the... I'm not. i
3: am not i am not saying that. I had a WTF on that one. So. Do. <sighs> plant nuggies. I just don't know. I just I, I, just don't... Can I get my plant nuggies with, like, bacon?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? Well, I said, that... If
3: Foxy could try them out and give me the, the scoop on it, that would be awesome, because he, he lives in Stuttgart, so... Or near there, so... I, I might just be like, hey, try this out. <laughs>
2: And you know what, too? For those of you that want to go and have a, quote, plant-based McNugget, don't eat any sauce. Don't take up my barbecue sauce. Go ahead and eat it just (laughs) as is. This is like, not been a good night in regards to stories. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to the next one. I'm dying.
3: Uh, I'm normally the one that's the one that's crabby, so this is great. But you know
2: how I feel about that. It's like, seriously, dude. Seriously. At McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, that's another story that I have in the pipeline. But all these places out there doing it, it's kind of like – what. You want us so badly be a part of, quote, <laughs> you want us so be, badly be a part of McDonald's life and to get the bag and say that you went there, but now you want us to change up what's on there. Not saying they're going to get rid of anything for that, because they're not, uh, but why? Why? They want to bring back the pink, too. see um, fake chicken that they're trying to do. Trying
3: to fake chicken? Whatever,
2: I'm going to wonder what happens when they slide the real chicken piece in there. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, well, Barry and I have a bone to pick with KFC because it was also a story that came out this week that unfortunately that KFC Gosh. is uh, preparing to remove some fan favorites from their lineup. They're simplifying their menu to make ordering easier and create a more efficient kitchen for the staff. According to the annual drive-through study conducted by InTouch Insight released last fall, KFC had the fastest total drive through time, meaning that customers spent the least amount of time between ordering and receiving their food compared to customers at other major chains like McDonald's or Chick-fil-A. They also hope that the change will make room for new products. Gone and being kicked off of the menu will be the Kentucky Fried Chicken Wings, the Popcorn Chicken, the Nashville Hot Sauce, Strawberry Lemonade, and the Chocolate Chip Cookies. Which I'm out.
3: so mad about. I'm so <laughs> mad about that. I'm so uh, mad about the popcorn uh, chicken. I'm mad about the chocolate chip cookies. Like I, use, I bought them by the dozen. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that like I'm eight.
2: God so while well, the pot pies and tenders look to remain a staple, many believe that the removal of the popcorn chicken will also mean no more KFC famous bowls, which consisted of that popcorn, chicken, mashed potatoes, corn, gravy, and shredded cheese. So, yeah. Sad news all around. <laughs> uh, one of the things from Pepsi – oh, I didn't ask you. I guess I know you're an A on that one, so there's no reason no no, you a No,
3: that's a big – Fat no. <laughs> Enough for me to almost swear fat no.
2: <laughs> I always went past it, but I know that I don't have to, like, go to you because I know what that answer was going to be. So it's definitely no for me, dog. Yeah, so. <laughs> definitely definitely no injury. for me. <laughs> uh, Pepsi because it's that time of year and we didn't have anything else that we had to look for on the store shelves, they have announced an ultra-exclusive collaboration with Peeps. Don't go ahead of me here. Uh, at <laughs> time, that was two years ago, they had launched the Pepsi X Peeps marshmallow-flavored cola, and it was only available to 3,000-ish contest winners who used a Peeps-specific hashtag on social <laughs> media. But on Wednesday, the two companies announced that yes, Uh, the Pepsi X Peeps is coming back and this time Mm -hmm. its bright yellow cans will be stacked on store shelves nationwide according to the company's Pepsi X Peeps will be sold in both 7.5 ounce mini can multi-packs and 20 ounce bottles Uh, the Pepsi brand as they say is always looking for new and exciting ways to bring our delicious marshmallow flavor to fans and the partnership with Pepsi is truly groundbreaking. Way, then they express, uh, to express their Peeps personality. That according to the Peeps brand manager, um, so Pepsi X Peeps is back. Yay or nay to a Peeps flavored Pepsi? No, no,
3: no, no. <laughs> wow. Um, no. They're looking for new and exciting ways to sugar up and freak out people. That's what they're doing. No, there's so many no's on that. Peeps are gross. Have you ever had a good peep? I mean, seriously.
2: No, not since I was a kid and I was foolish enough to <laughs> eat one. But yeah. <laughs> No, not since then. Sorry. <laughs> um, so there you go. So, yeah, that's also a no. And then uh, final yay or nay story. Uh, from Amazon because we've got to get ahead to the adult after dark that it will pass the top of the hour. But uh, this, coming out soon, robots already deliver us packages of pizza, and now Amazon is ready to take the concept to another level. Amazon's self-driving vehicle unit, known as Zooks Z-O-O-X, has successfully tested its robo-taxi on a public road using employees as passengers. <laughs> I'm not going to go into that one. But the robo taxi uses no steering wheel or pedals and has, has room for four passages. It also has four-wheel steering, enabling it to change directions without the need to reverse. Amazon said they have dozens of the fully autonomous vehicles ready to hit the road. An exact rollout date is unknown. Yay or nay to self-driving RoboTaxis.
3: I'm not as against that idea as I probably should be. Um, but I feel really bad for the employees that had this.
2: <laughs> right. How do
3: you ask them to do that? Be like, hey, so uh, you want some overtime? <laughs> no,
2: it's pretty much like the newbies that they hire. Be like, hey, you really want this job? <laughs> right now, you're still in your 90-day <laughs> review process. We want you to get inside this tax because no one that's been there for many years is going to be smart enough to do that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. So no, I'm I I'm not yes, it would be a yes, I guess. Like I'm down. Like I wanted flying cars by now. So why not?
2: I guess I will have to see how this goes. For now, I don't trust anything that is um self driving. <laughs> uh I, I, I guess just I kind of trust anything with Elon Musk. So as long as he's not doing it,
3: I think we're okay.
2: Right. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see where that goes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, still ahead uh, after dark segment. Uh, we got a couple of sexy stories for you, and then the story that I've been teasing for the last couple of weeks, uh, which we'll take it from a couple of different points here, talking about the friend zone. Uh, so. Yeah. Um we'll we'll talk about that and extra retro mode of the week while we get ready for that. Um let's do that. And we'll be back with after dark here on page
0: one. Welcome to the world of trash.
1: Next time you go to California, go to a good movie, too, on PWA. Color movies by in-flight motion pictures are shown brighter and clearer than ever on our new widescreen. There are eight more channels of music, too. PWA Starstream Theater, the last word in entertainment at the top.
0: Welcome to the world of travel.
2: You know, I like those old school commercials. Uh, and then when they used to add uh, something afterward, <laughs> they would tell you, um, you know, who to call or, you know, about the latest flights that were going out there. It's kind of like a nice little, uh, easy listening commercial.
3: <laughs> you listening?
2: Oh my god! There was actually two. I that mean, one was two, but. That one was for um, the latest in-flight movies that you can watch in color. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I came in off that wrong. I actually have the second one. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can bring that one up um, since we have an extra second here before we get to the After Dark segment. And then, uh, when we come out of it, I'll do the old school way that they used to do in our commercials here in Chicago. Hold on a second. so We'll, we'll queue up the other one that they have.
0: Welcome to the world of Trans World Airlines.
1: You hear the nicest things on TWA Jets these days. Eight channels of stereo and hi-fi entertainment are right at your side. Classics, jazz, show tunes, history, comedy, and more. Only TWA gives you such a big choice. Just settle back and listen to Time Fly.
0: Welcome to
1: the world of Trans World Airlines.
2: First class to Dayton, Detroit, and Kansas City. All TWA. Dearborn, 8-7000. See, I thought I used to do it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> After Dark uh, is something in which we have not done here in a little bit. I love doing these because it actually uh, kind of explores the sultrier side of stories. And by the way, all warning for all of you is that if you still have the kitties in the room, uh, the following segment is uh, rated, well, it's not too bad. Uh, M
3: for Mature.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not rated E for everyone. we put it that way. But anyway, uh, you've been warned, so if you keep them in the room, that's on you. But anyway, you'll have to explain it to them. <laughs> uh, a couple of quick <laughs> stories, though, before we go into the other one tonight. Uh, An interesting survey came out, a company that sells sexy adult products online. They have put out a map of the sexiest cities and towns in America based on consumer purchases and behaviors on their website. Uh, so it's a more literal take on sexy. Uh, they have two top ten lists. One for cities with over 300,000 people and one for towns with anything less than that. And in the list of cities with over 300,000 people, do you know who took the top spot?
3: Las Vegas.
2: No. (laughs) Las Vegas is number three on the list.
3: Really? Three? Three. That's interesting. I would say it's going to be one of the big ones, so either L.A., New York, or Chicago, or New Orleans. For some reason, New Orleans is popping in my head. Am I close?
2: Uh, you are very close, but you have to take a guess on one.
3: Oh gosh, I don't know New York, Salt <clears throat> Lake Do you City. You want an
2: additional hint? The additional hint is that. <laughs> Um, no, I'm not going to give you the Go ahead <laughs>
3: <laughs> No, just tell me
0: Just tell me
2: Well, I'll give it to you in order At number 10 was Minneapolis At number 9 was LA Was New York City Number 7 was Phoenix uh, Number 6 <laughs> Which is of interest uh, To quite a few of us Was Denver Number 5. Ooh. Number 5 was Seattle. Number 4 was Atlanta. Number 3 was Las Vegas. Number 2 was Dallas and the number 1 Chicago. So take that. Not
3: surprised, although I would have liked it if Salt Lake City would have ended up on there. <laughs>
0: no.
2: I don't think that's gonna happen. Um
3: Them freaky LDS kiddos. Right. <laughs> uh, one of the other <laughs> stories
2: yeah, one of the other stories, uh, speaking of uh sexy cities, but uh the not so good sexy side of it. Um if you're still looking well, it's too late for Valentine's, but if you're still looking for a gift, which you shouldn't, uh, for your spouse, you may, may wanna consider a second bed. A new survey finds that one in five couples who live together are sleeping in different bedrooms. But, wait, it's not necessarily what you may think. The survey done by the Rosemont-based International Housewares Association last month found that the main driver here is what the uh, Marketing Vice President uh, Leanna Solmai calls incompatible sleep behavior. This includes snoring, talking while sleeping, and more issues that aren't resolved by simply placing two beds in the same room. She says, longer relationships tend to lead to separate rooms. Three out of four couples sleeping separately have been living together for more than a decade. Two bedrooms doesn't automatically spell trouble. Just over half of the survey said that the arrangement improved or didn't change their relationship. Working from home and other COVID changes may be contributing to the move across the hall. 22% who are sleeping separately say it started in the last year. A separate bedroom comes the chance to decorate. Uh, Salama says that her industry is seeing more collapsible furniture and other options such as mini fridges for beverages and cosmetics. Uh, Some vendors at the Association's Inspired Home Show at McCormick Place next month are offering products to customize sleeping spaces. Your thoughts as to (laughs) if that helps to perk up the relationship? Um, I will throw in a small
3: Anecdote. Yes.
2: Uh-oh.
3: Uh yeah, it does. Uh not mine, but in there it's some very close family members that currently have uh sleeping arrangements that are similar to that. Have multiple children. Um and they are very much a solid couple. Um, huh. I may I I don't know that I would care. I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. And um, depending on what else is going on in the room, I could basically sleep through <laughs> anything. So I'm not, I'm not worried about the
0: sleeping part.
2: That doesn't sound good. But uh, uh... <laughs>
3: I know, right? That's like so bad. When I said it out loud, it sounded so much worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, no, I, I don't mind. I, I kind of like having that. Um, I hate to call it intimacy because it makes it sound like there's going to be some sexy fun times there. Uh, But that intimacy, to be able to have that, just be close to someone and be able to um, push them off the bed when they start to snore and and, and things,
2: (laughs) getting, of course. Um, Nothing nothing screams intimacy. i them anyway. But no, like when my feet,
3: get cold. I want somebody around, Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have a great sale on some slippers for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
3: but yeah, no, I, I'm not. I'm. I tend to be more, and I don't want to say traditional because traditionally you did sleep separately. Um, Though that, that's a very, that's a very common thing to sleep separately. That's it's more quote-unquote, modern thing to be sleeping in the same bed, in the same bedroom. Um, but I, for today's standards, more traditionally sleeping with someone, my significant other, I would like to be in the same room, in the same bed. If it's bad, though, knowing this other couple that does sleep separately and how solid they are, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to it if it worked in our favor. Right. And it would be something I, like that. It would be, I don't want to sleep with you because you snore so bad I can't deal with it, you know, or I talk <laughs> in my sleep or I walk in my sleep or whatever the case may be.
2: Well, we we all know, especially if somebody talks in their sleep, you want to listen to the conversation to kind of see what's going on. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I, I I know people in which that's happened or – Um, one person who is going through certain bodily changes uh, prefers the room to be nice and toasty warm, and another person prefers it to be nice and cold, and you know you're not going to have the best of both worlds in that situation. So, the other person has taken up residency across the hallway to uh, sleep in there because they like it, or the temperature, a little cooler. So, If that's not saving a relationship, I don't know what is uh, instead of like dealing or you might have people who like total silence, you know, or people who need to sleep with lights on or a fan on or some type of noise so that, you know, they could sleep. And it just doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. And now if you have the option in that extra room, save yourselves the relationship and pretty much move into another room. Um, mm-hmm. and if you need to do some other things, I'm pretty sure you'll meet up somewhere down the middle or <laughs> somebody will be there for a short time. And, that gives you multiple
3: your... places to try and uh, rekindle whatever it is that you're trying to rekindle.
2: Just saying. Yeah, if you have
3: multiple rooms, oh. it's like your place <laughs> or mine. That used to be a really cool thing. Now that you're living under the same roof, you could still use the line. Your place of mine tonight. Hey, babe, how you doing?
0: <laughs> huh. excuse
1: me while i whip this out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly what happens.
2: uh but uh <laughs> what brings us to the story that we had been teasing here was uh this comes from Singapore. I had to read this over and over again because I couldn't believe what had happened, but it's not shocking that if something like this wouldn't occur down the line, but a CEO in Singapore has filed two lawsuits against a woman that he pursued romantically after learning she only wanted to be friends and is now reportedly seeking around $2.3 million for the heartbreak. Uh, K- Koshangan claims that Nora Tan damaged his, quote, stellar reputation and said that she brought trauma, depression, and impacts to his life. He also sought $22,000 or roughly $16,800 U.S. dollars in a since-dismissed suit, claiming that, quote, she breached an agreement to improve their relationship. A state court struck down a smaller lawsuit on January 28th, alleging that he made manifestly, Groundless claims that were without foundation and took advantage of the court process in an effort to intentionally vexing or oppressing the defendant, this according to the straight times. This court will not be an accessory to his calculated attempt to compel engagement from the defendant who, after years of massaging the claimant's unhappiness, has finally decided to stand up to his threats rather than cower and give in to his demands, according to the state court's deputy registrar. But a pretrial hearing for the other lawsuit where he's asking for $3 million in Singapore currency remains set. And the online citizen identified him as the CEO of D1 Racing, a drone racing competition, and the business development manager of a technology firm. Uh, Kashigan and Tan allegedly met in 2016 and became friends over time. But things hit a snag in 2020 when he found out or when she found out that they didn't see eye to eye on the possibility of taking things further. Tan saw Kashrong as no more than a friend, but he viewed her as his closest friend, according to the allegations. The discussion prompted Tan to try and thereafter limit their interactions, which upset Kashaghan. Tan tried to convey to him that he was causing her, quote, genuine discomfort and that she needed greater boundaries and restrictions on their interactions. Tired of his advances over the next year and a half, she initiated harassment proceedings against him, but he indicated that he was willing to take legal action against her, threatening to, quote, Make your liability worse with a case he viewed as having strong legal basis. Now, Tan made an effort to improve their relationship per an agreement with him, even attending counseling sessions for a year as a measure of good faith. But in the summer of 2022, she again tried to limit the interactions. She sent Kashkwan a list of, quote, improvements she expected from him, which he used as the basis to claim they had an agreement, which she breached. Kashwan sued Tan on July 7th, claiming that he also lost earning capacity and business partnerships as a, quote, active high capital trader by night and a busy CEO by day, in addition to costs for therapy to overcome his, quote, trauma. Tan responded with an expedited protection order against him. The body of evidence, according to the registrar as they wrote the judgment, collectively reveals his tendency to resort to legalese and raise threats of litigation to compel compliance from the defendant. Uh, while he had been successful before, it appears the defendant is now resolved to stand up against his threats. The court instead ordered Koshiglad to pay Tan $14,000 while the larger lawsuit remained set for its pretrial date. I see this, though, and I kind of worry. In the wonderful scope of dating, even though this happens there, I could see something like that happening here in the States, and that's scary because you have people out there, and I am not saying particularly who, I'm just using an example, um, who think like that, that this relationship is, quote, a business interaction and that certain things should happen, and then when it doesn't, you want to point the finger and say that that's what they should have been doing, and otherwise I'm now hurt. I'm now going to sue, and I think he had. Well, if this was here in the U.S., he had to have a valid case to lead against. Um, I don't. The whole thing screwed up, but I'm going to go at this from two ways on this question tonight because one, your opinion on this whole court case, but two, the whole thing of relationship that turns to friendship. And if there is any quote, uh, blame or things that could happen that could lead to a court of law because someone didn't do anything. You might answer the first question.
3: Um, So the first thing, what was the first question? I've already lost track. Um, Uh, I know that in China, you can actually get a compensation. For really? breakups. Yes. What? um, Because depending on, like, you lose your youth, like, it, it, depending on how long this relationship is, like, depending on, like, if it's a long-term relationship.
1: So we're
3: yeah. talking, like, three, yeah. five, seven years. And then you break up. You've lost time, so you get compensated based on factors. And I think it was China. Why did it Singapore? I don't know. Got to love my Asian brethren. Um, in the U.S. <laughs> it wouldn't fly. It wouldn't fly because, first of all, we don't have anything set up like that. But then second of all, um, the minute somebody heard that you broke, like a girl told- put you in the friend zone and now you're going to sue because they put you in the friend zone because you, you uh, got heartbroken, you're going to get laughed out of the courtroom. And if you don't get laughed out of the courtroom – All your colleagues are going to laugh at you and be like, really? Are you a dude? Like, are you a man? I know that's toxic, and I'm not saying it's right, but they're going to do it. Um, Do I think it's right that he's doing it? No. Like, in my brain, I'm going, she more than likely made it pretty obvious that you are in the friend bucket. And no offense to anyone out there, if you've been put in the friend bucket, that's that's a pretty deep bucket. It's really hard to get out of the friend bucket.
0: And How can
3: a guy get be, out of it? Hey, I'm not giving that secret away on this. No. <laughs>
2: okay. Well, I'm going to ask you there's this question. Really,
3: there's a, I'm going to tell you right now: every woman has a every woman has a friend bucket. And getting out of that friend bucket is different for every woman. So I did give you the secret. Every woman has a just
2: in case bucket and not a just-in-case bucket, not a friend bucket.
3: No, no, no. I have a just-in-case bucket. I have a just-in-case bucket. That's a much shallower bucket than the friend bucket. If I put you in the friend bucket, no offense to anyone that's in the friend bucket, it's really hard to get out of the friend bucket, um, especially if you're in the friend bucket to begin with. It's
2: wow. Is there an in-between bucket? <laughs>
3: yes, that's the just-in-case bucket. And
0: well, then there's know. the,
3: hey, you're kind of sexy bucket. I kind of want to see where this goes, but then they're usually bad decisions. Like, this that's the bad decision bucket, the just-in-case bucket, and the friend bucket? So that's the level of buckets. So
2: now that we've opened up this uh, can of worms with buckets, I'm going to ask you, uh, for women, <laughs> do they know <laughs> right away – if a guy is going to go into the friend bucket, Mm-mm.
3: as much as the women out there are probably going to disagree with me, at least for me, and I'll keep it very, I'll keep it very specific. Um, I don't. Honestly, most of the time, if somebody ends up in a friend bucket, it's because they put themselves there.
2: So well, how do they do put themselves there? They're trying to be that nice guy. How do you <laughs> they put themselves there? That's why I'm so confused in my,
3: about. in my experience, I'm not saying every woman does that. Every woman has their own thing. In my experience, I don't know that somebody's going into the friend bucket until they go into the friend bucket. Like, they don't show any of the interest. They just are just like, hey, let's hang out. Um, or they do something uber creepy that's like, you know what, you're a nice guy and all, but no. Like, I don't need you watching me while I sleep. Thanks. Um, or just hanging around. <laughs> so that, that whole thing of the movies way. of
2: the guy laying there and watching her sleep—that's just a bunch of BS. <laughs> Is not
3: I, okay. You want to do that on your own time? Fine.
0: Don't
3: <laughs> let me catch you doing it. That's creepy. Okay. No. Um. If I wake up and you're just Staring at me, it's like no. I know I sleep with my mouth open and probably snore, so no, heck no. That's I am not sexy. Um, to get off topic, um, no, I don't know. I don't know that somebody's going into the friend zone. I'm not gonna friend zone somebody like off the bat. I also don't know that somebody's gonna be in the friend zone or in the friend bucket or in the friend anything until. I've gotten to either know them or hung out with them, and again, in my experience, not everyone, but a lot of the guys that I've met put themselves in that bucket because they want to be the nice guy or they want to, like, give me space or whatever, but then they also don't make it known that they have any kind of interest that they want to date me. I'm an idiot. So, again, this is very specific to me. I'm stupid and don't realize things are happening so you kind of have to, like, hit me in the face with it, okay? you got to be like, hey, I think you're good looking. I really like to date you. I think this, was, this would be fun. That needs to happen. Otherwise, I don't notice because I'm in my own little world having a good time. This is me, though, and I don't think anybody, I always go into any situation that I don't think any guy would want to date me because I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I'm not very smart and I'm not very pretty <laughs> to take a line, from a, movie. So,
2: she's so, lying, a line from a movie
3: stop it, she's lying but no, I'm a weirdo, I'm a total weirdo so my, like, I don't look at a guy and go he's talking to me because he wants to date me or he thinks I'm cute I think the guy's talking to me because I'm interesting or because he has nothing left to do today so he stepped oh, on my foot and had to say we were sorry. <laughs> I
2: don't know. <laughs> good Lord, man. Lightning's going to strike your way. <laughs> Stop yes. it.
3: <laughs> yes, it is. That's why I said I'm keeping it very specific to me. But uh, honestly, it comes down to most women are pretty, pretty, um, at least the women that I know, um, are pretty straightforward about. I think you're cute, or I don't think you're cute, you know. They may not say specifically, hey, you're awesome. But they usually make that pretty well-known, and it's pretty obvious, at least to me. Maybe it's just because we don't speak the same language as dudes.
2: Well, Maybe that's the uh, problem. I'm trying to think if dudes have a friend bucket. I don't think we do. It's either we want to sleep with you or we probably don't. Um,
3: then you do have a friend bucket. You either do or you don't, right?
2: But there are some guys who don't want female friends. They just want some guys, not all guys. And I'm not going to give away any <laughs> With some of these younger guys out there, they don't really have friends. It's possibilities. Um, but I mean, I guess there is like friend buckets if you knew somebody for a long time and that you saw them as a sister like person and you're like, nope, She's too much of a sister. not going to happen, and they pretty much will leave it that way. There's a few, um, but for the young dating guys, I honestly believe that they don't have a bucket because they're not going to talk to you if you're, quote, going to be in a special bucket. Um, they're going to talk to you uh, to get to know you, and that's about it. But I know women, women, I don't, and that leads to another question. Who has more friends of the opposite sex? Is it women? Or is it men? Or is well, it
3: according to you, men are not friends with women. Oh, uh, Not really.
2: Some aren't. I know a few that aren't. They, so then uh, women
3: think they're friends. So the the friend bucket or friend zone or whatever, if a guy is a possi- friend with a woman and he's just looking at a pos- <laughs> that she's not actually a friend, she's a possibility, then women are actually being naive to the fact that the guy is her friend.
1: Uh, I think the women that, have
3: more friends that are the opposite sex, honestly. It's probably,
1: I, I could,
2: I could go with that. But like I said, that's for the younger guys that don't know about the thing of having just friends and being able to control just having friends and not see them as a person that you want to date. But it's a maturity level, which steeps with that. As you get older, then you will tend to have more friends of the opposite sex because you can handle it. But also, we'll throw this out here. There are a lot of you that don't want guys to have a lot of female friends because you don't trust any of those females. So just saying.
3: Agreed on that. Absolutely <laughs> agree on that.
2: Just saying. <laughs> that is why some of them don't really have a lot because if they get into a relationship, there's some jealous female out there that does not want a guy to have more women in the phone. It's not family, and even then, I knew somebody that used to go through her guy's phone, and at one time she saw a cousin in there and wanted him to delete that number, a cousin. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah. It's very confusing. But all i got to say is that, guys, if you get put into that friend bucket and it's deep,
0: down, down, down! (laughs) No way out. (laughs) Don't know what to tell you. Like, sorry, dude. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So glad that we could bring back the After Dark segment. But um, if you liked it, if you want us to do more, tell us or give us an idea, a suggestion for it. We'll talk about it on air. Uh, as with anything, uh, of course, like I said, at News at BTR for me on Twitter, Mary is at Blue Eyes Mama. But the old clock on the wall is telling us that we are pretty much out of time. Did you have any shout-outs this week?
3: Um, I did the shout-outs last week for my brother-in-law's birthday and my parents' anniversary this week. But just in case I forgot, because I thought I did, but just in case, um, happy anniversary. Happy birthday to my Uncle Mike. Happy birthday to my brother-in-law. Outside of that, enjoy the holiday weekend if you get it. Uh, And if you don't, I hope you have a really good Monday because
0: I
2: have it on. Um, Pretty much. No, as always, yeah, we're... Post Valentine's, we're post Super Bowl. Uh, We've got a few weeks to relax and recover. pretty sure that's what some people will be doing. Just know uh, my thanks to everyone that's listening in, wherever you may be, and whatever day or time it is. Of course, you can always hear Page One and other shows on not only the Blog Talk Radio platform, but on Spotify and on iTunes and on iHeartRadio. So, with that, That closes the door because I don't have any shout-outs this week uh, besides those that listen. What? I know. None. Uh, I have none. Uh, (laughs) But with that, we thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we will see you next Friday night here at 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, for another edition of Page One. Bye. Bye. Peace.
1: Thanks for listening to Page One. Page One. Page One. Two. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at news Comet BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Radio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found.